0: When you die, how do you want to be buried? For me, the thought of being under six feet of dirt gives me claustrophobia, even though I know that I would be dead. I know that I probably wouldn't care. I wouldn't know any different, yada, yada, yada. A lot of people do it. But for whatever reason, maybe when I was young, I watched one too many movies of somebody getting buried alive and waking up after everyone thought they were dead and clawing. You know, you think about the Black Plague. Maybe I was learning about that in school where they would dig up the coffins and there would be scratch marks from the people who were buried accidentally alive because they thought they were dead. And just, I don't know, the whole thought of it gives me just, I want to say the heebie-jeebies, even though I never use that term. Um, And so I think it's interesting. I definitely want to be entombed in uh, an above-ground ordeal. Um, And Jesus, obviously, was also put in a tomb. You're still put behind a very... Um, heavy like stone, you're locked in place, right? And that also just makes me think of I don't know, we watched Wednesday, my husband and I did, and it makes me think about the alive people, or whatever. I don't know, different things. There's always something about dead people coming alive when people think they're dead that just weirds me out. I don't know. Um, but anyway, hi, I'm Allie Marie. I don't always introduce myself on here. So if you've been listening, following along, glad you're here. This is my Catholic perspective. Um, today is the feast of the holy winding sheet which is also known as the shroud of turin which is understood to be the burial cloth that jesus was buried in when we look at this sheet, um, I remember when I first studied it, I actually I interviewed Dr. Gerard Versherin. He wrote a book about the Shroud of Turin, and you can actually purchase it through Sophia Institute Press. Um, I've interviewed him twice for his different things. He is a scientist. He is very well-educated, like, he is very, very smart, um, and, and I really have enjoyed picking his brain every chance I've gotten to interview him on his newest, latest book, um, and so when we talked about the Shroud of Turin, you know, he went into how they've tested these samples, and why certain testings aren't quite valid, and all these different aspects, so his book is very good, I would recommend that, but I also, in his book, he mentioned how they went and, um, were able to create a three-dimensional version of Jesus from the Shroud of Turin. They were able to take this sheet that Jesus was supposedly buried in and um, that was wrapped around him when he was covered in blood. I mean, you can look at the picture of the Shroud of Turin. You can see a man's face clearly imprinted on it. Um, It makes me also think of St. Veronica's cloth, right? But but so this 3D carp carbon, Atalia or Alatea, excuse me, has an article talking about that 3D representation. And it's just incredible how the scourging marks, all the whips that happened on his back, the piercing on the side, the, the blood stains that it left on the shroud, on this holy winding sheet is so clear it says he was long-limbed but very robust nearly five foot 11 inches tall um he had a very regal and majestic expression it says but so you can look this up it says i counted the professor who helped create this said i counted 370 wounds from the flagellation without taking into account the wounds on his side, which the shroud doesn't show because it only involved the back and front of the body. Okay, so maybe it didn't show the thing on the side. Sorry. Um, But he said, We can therefore hypothesize a total of at least 600 blows. In addition, the three-dimensional reconstruction has made it possible to discover that at the moment of his death, the man of the shroud sagged down toward the right because his right shoulder was dislocated so seriously as to injure the nerves. So you basically have, you know, this appearance of somebody. I mean, there's, right, it's like, well, could this be somebody else that was crucified? Could it be this? Could it be that? There's just a lot surrounding it. And I just think that the part that I appreciate that St. Thomas Aquinas mentions here in the Lenten meditations is that Jesus was buried in a garden. The tomb that Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus laid him in um, ended up being in a garden, and that Adam and Eve were in a garden. That's where everything started. And then it's like, you know, a paradox or whatever, that or foreshadowing that Jesus was then buried in a garden where it was finished, right? So it started and finished in a garden. And that was what he said here. He said, um this, the the mention of St. John's Gospel where it says now there was in the place where he was crucified a garden and in the garden a new sepulcher, which is another word for a tomb. It says, This recalls to us that as Christ was taken in a garden and suffered his agony in a garden, so in a garden was he buried. And thereby we are reminded that it was from the sin committed by Adam in the garden of delightfulness that by the power of his passion Christ set us free, and also that through the passion the church was consecrated, the church which, again, is a garden closed. And I I've, again, not made that connection. St. Thomas Aquinas (laughs) is good like that. That's why I appreciate his writing so much, right? Um, But just drawing that connection of it started here and it ended here. And, you know, I mean, Mary is the new Eve and Christ is in a form like the new Adam, right? Although it doesn't exactly work out that way. Um, And so I just think that looking at the Shroud of Turin, seeing that 3D... Uh, model that was able to be pulled from it, I do think that it's almost like doubting Thomas, right? It's like I have to see it to believe it. I want to, I need to feel the wounds in your hands in order to understand this. And I just think it's a um, an interesting ability that they were able to make this image. So if you haven't looked that up before, do now. If you just look up 3D carbon copy of Jesus, and shroud of Turin, you could do that, um, but it's definitely an interesting piece of our history, a different, an interesting relic that's been preserved. Um, it goes around; they keep it in glass, and people have only ever slightly touched the edges, and that was where they took samples from, and all these different things. Right? There's, there's a lot to it on them wanting to preserve the cloth or the sheet and um and also trying to verify its authenticity right uh, they have confirmed that it is blood that was on it and it was ab positive blood which you know there are certain things that people can say to argue against validity and so that's why i really like dr book on that because he really went into all the details he went into the studies that he's done himself um and just reviewing all the literature that's out there on a scientific level so if you haven't checked that out before do that too um but otherwise and i can link this alatea article also in the description so that'll just make it easy access for you even though i know you could probably find it on your own so god bless you thanks for tuning in today i hope that you are still having a good Lent, and that it's serving you well. That's all I can pray for you. So I'll talk with you again tomorrow. Bye.